0: With us today is Roger Stone. Uh, He is uh, one smart guy, and he's been through so many messes uh, uh, because of being uh, President Trump's friend. Um, Roger Stone, welcome to our Sunday morning show. And uh, uh, tell me, uh, what the heck is going on this week? I mean, there's there's so many things going on. I don't know where to start anymore.
1: John, uh, it's an excellent question. Uh, Today on my show, The Roger Stone Show, which airs from 4 to 6 Eastern time on 77 WABC, I interview the independent journalist Matt Taibbi, who has uncovered an enormous governmental plan to strip the next president of civilian control of the Army, which is being done in anticipation of the potential election of Donald Trump. It's a big, big story. NBC has uh, reported lightly on it but it's uh, it's an incredible story. I hope folks tune in for it.
0: Well, uh, I I will tell you I mean that is an incredible story. Now, last week uh, on your show uh, you came out with some tremendous analysis on uh, New Hampshire and 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 how uh President Trump's uh, uh win should have been a lot larger.
1: Uh, You want to tell that one more time? Sure. Uh, I think if there was any place uh, in the early primary lineup where there was any opportunity for any challenger to catch Donald Trump, that would have been New Hampshire. That's because uh, under New Hampshire state law, Republican primary participation is not limited to just Republicans. Uh, It's ironic because uh, independents are allowed to vote in the New Hampshire Republican primary, but technically only if the Republican state committee approves it, which they never actually did. Nonetheless, the secretary of state allowed non-Republicans, meaning registered independents, unaffiliates really, uh, to vote in the Republican primary. And also, if you were a Democrat and you wanted to vote in the Republican primary, you had to change your registration to independent by October 6th about 8,000 people did. Uh, nonetheless, if you looked at the vote of just Republicans, Donald Trump got 70% of the vote among Republicans. Uh, it was Nikki Haley made the ground that she did make, almost largely uh, among independents voting in the Republican primary. She still lost by a solid double-digit margin of 11 points. Trump uh, spent, all told, about $18 million Nikki Haley spent about $34 million, uh, had the active support uh, of Governor uh, Chris Sununu, uh, but she fell short. Uh, amazingly, what Trump doesn't get credit for is racking up the single largest total of any presidential candidate in the New Hampshire primary, both Republican and Democrat. So it, it was uh, it was a solid, solid win. Interestingly, the night of the Iowa caucuses, when Nikki Haley, who came in third, said this is now a two-person race, kind of got roasted for it. She turned out to be right, because when Ron DeSantis was polling with less than 5% in New Hampshire, he dropped out. And the polling showed that the overwhelming second choice of the small pool of DeSantis voters, well, they went to Donald Trump. In the meantime, uh, the small number of votes, probably less than 5 percent, who were for Chris Christie, their overwhelming second choice was Nikki Haley. Uh, John, I think it's all downhill from here. In other words, Nikki Haley has chosen not to compete in the Nevada contest where there is a non-binding beauty contest, preferential primary, but the actual delegates will be selected in caucuses. She's not she's not competing in those caucuses. Uh, and then it goes to South Carolina, her home state. She said the night of the New Hampshire primary, she had to do better than she did in New Hampshire, where she got 43% of the vote. Right now, the latest polls, I particularly respect uh, Tony Fabrizio, the pollster. He has her at 34% in her home state.
0: Uh, why, why is she staying in... Uh... Uh, for what's the strategy of staying in uh, for South Carolina if it's going to
1: embarrass itself and and lose by so many points? Well, there are two possibilities. Uh, It's very interesting. An analysis of her donors, big donors, and the big donors of Joe Biden shows a huge amount of commonality. In other words, people who gave uh, large contributions to Biden would later give large contributions to Nikki Haley. This, I think, would lead one to believe that the goal of her campaign is to try to damage uh, Donald Trump going forward. Even in her losing in Iowa, losing in New Hampshire, this week, I think, uh, this past week, losing uh, in Nevada, she continues to garner massive press coverage, and she continues to attack Trump, for example, saying that the uh, verdict in the e. Jean Carroll case this past week uh, was justified. I don't know any Republican who agrees with that. So either she is hanging in the race in an effort to uh, to damage Trump, because her real goal is who knows? Perhaps a she actually position. said
0: she actually said that the 83 million dollar verdict was justified.
1: Yes, she absolutely did. She said she believed in the jury system, and the jury was right. Unbelievable. She, she about.
0: That's unbelievable, because I don't know anybody that said it's right. I mean, uh, it's a made-up number. I mean, well, I mean, uh, is she being paid by Democrats to hurt Trump? A, a guy, mm-hmm. a, a
1: president that she used to work for? I think she's being popped up by Democrats, or perhaps, perhaps— she thinks that by hanging in, uh, she can force her way onto the ticket for vice president. But the nature of her attacks on Trump have been so shrill, particularly her comments about this uh, defamation case, the E.G. Carroll case, where, as you know, John, Trump was really not allowed to offer any cogent defense. I think it destroyed any chance whatsoever she has of actually getting on the ticket. Now, she says she's going to stick in after South Carolina uh let's let's see if she says the same thing she's she's really looking at an almost 2 to 1 defeat there uh, in the in the coming weeks yeah,
0: it just uh, doesn't seem uh it doesn't seem sensible and she used to be a sens- somewhat sensible woman and and she either lost it or she's being paid to attack uh, Trump I, I don't know what to, which one of two it is maybe both um
1: Anything else you want to say to our people? Yeah, I think uh, what's interesting in both Iowa and New Hampshire and in the country is immigration is very clearly emerging as the number one issue of the 2024 presidential campaign. The entrance polls in Iowa showed it. The exit polls uh, in New Hampshire showed it. The television coverage that we're seeing every day. And I'm baffled by a bipartisan bill in the Senate pushed by Senator Schumer, the Senate minority leader, uh, and James Langford, the Republican senator from Oklahoma, that would set illegal immigration standards at 5,000 illegals a week. Uh, That's 155,000 a month, uh, uh, pardon me, a day, 5,000 a day. That's 155,000 a month. That's 1.8 million illegals uh, every year. Mayor Adams has correctly said this is going to destroy New York City. The cities are bursting financially at the seams, trying to pick up the social costs. Somehow Democrats think the passage of this open borders bill, limited but more open borders bill, is going to take this issue off the the table for voters. I don't see it. I really don't. As long as we have the social welfare costs, as long as we have the, crime epidemic, as long as we have the fentanyl epidemic, uh, I think this is going to continue to be the number one issue in the country. It doesn't go away, even if this legislation passes both houses and Biden signs it into law. And John, as you know, Biden is now saying he wants to close the border, but the Republicans won't give him the tools. He's had the legal authority and the financing to close the borders the entire time. Donald Trump did it. Border crossings under his presidency, illegal border crossings, had trickled to almost nothing. Biden has always had the ability to close the borders. He has just chosen not to do so.
0: Roger Stone, I'm looking forward to listening to you at uh, 4 o'clock today. And uh, God bless you and God bless America. And we'll talk again real soon. Thanks, John. Thanks for having me on. Thank you.